Uh, before I start today, I just want to leave a quick shout out to all those who took one to two minutes of their time to leave a review for us on our podcast. And um, all those who gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, really appreciate it. Today, we'll be talking about greed, the rationality or irrationality of greed. Greed is a central element in human existence and is the matrix of a clan of seven sins. As interesting as it may seem, we exhibit greed or a potential to be greedy. Is greed justifiable? Or better still, is it rational? Where do we draw the line between just pure self-interest and greed? Joining me in today's conversation is Babala Taiwo. What would you say is greed? Or how would you define it? Maybe in like in a non-textbook manner, how would you define greed? Well, in this conversation, you are like some of the positive things about greed. And greed, in definition, it's, it's brings about a lot of things into consideration, okay? And talk about religion. Talk about our interests. Talk about the positive side, the negative side. Who is about? Who is gaining more? So to define greed in a simple or a single sense is obviously define greed itself. So very difficult to define. Very, very difficult. And that's my take on it. Okay, clearly well put. You know, economists have us to understand that the rational human being is always acting according to his own self-interest. That most of our actions and pursuits are mostly to satisfy our own desires, needs, and self-interest. So I I wanted us to clarify that line or because I think most of these things are used interchangeably. Greed, selfishness, and self-interest. So how yeah. do we differentiate between these three? Like because I, because they are used interchangeably, and to me clearly they are not the same thing. Because mm-hmm. to me, I feel like it's normal for yeah. humans to act in their own self-interest. So how do we draw the line between self-interest and greed? Okay, um, greed and self-interest. Okay, well, it's a very thin line to draw between those two. Very, very thin line. And looking at it, if we say we are greedy, then of course we, our actions have hurt others. But if we are acting our own self interest, we are looking inward to ourselves, concerned about our own welfare, without putting into consideration the welfare of others. But if I were to think about my own welfare, my own self-interest, I would definitely have a tendency to be greedy. And like your opening statement, um, greed is the matrix of, of seven sins. And lost is part of it. So you lost after something. You want to satisfy yourself. Self-interest. And in the prayer of satisfying yourself, you tend to greed it. And that's the very, very possible. To draw a line between those two, of course you can draw a line. A very, very thin line. A very, very thin line. And that's all I can say. Yeah. You pointed out some stuff about um, people in business and like in the entrepreneurial world or financial world. Yes. Because, you know, for me, I feel like as an entrepreneur who ventures into a business, 
you definitely want to make money and um but you have a problem that you can solve so now do my self interest major of my self interest as an entrepreneur is to make money and a customer if i'm a customer in to your company or any entrepreneur's company i have a problem that i feel like an entrepreneur's company can help me solve so all right so anytime i'm patronizing you i'm trying to satisfy my own self interest So there's a self interest I have and I, and your and your solution to my and you have a solution to my problem so that means you can satisfy my own self interest at that particular time so I think for major things in nature or just social transactions I feel satisfying of self interest is like um a currency because it's now like a currency because if i satisfy your own self interest and you can satisfy my own self interest then we can do a transaction i'm 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 solving a problem and i'm getting money in return my self interest as an entrepreneur is mostly money no matter how you want to frame it most times is like i need yeah. to make money and as a customer i need i have a problem that needs to be solved so i feel like in our own life we are all in this pursuit to solve to satisfy this our own self interest so mm-hmm. if now for greed especially in the entrepreneurial world now is this isn't is just like most of the stuff about capitalism like if if so mm-hmm. many people now if i now have so many customers and if i now have so many calls it means now i have a bunch a, a, a buttload of um, people who need problem solving and i'm the only one who can deliver it means more money for me of course it means more people solve their problem so mm-hmm. would you now say someone was greedy because just because more people needed problems to solve for them in exchange i will get my own money okay i'm quoting someone now noblest of human motivations is greed no i don't mean theft fraud tricks or anything by greed i mean people being only mostly concerned about what they are getting for themselves and not about the welfare of others now you're maximizing profits so to solve problems okay in that part of maximizing profit don't you think there's a way there's a part where you cross the line like this imaginary line uh, okay, because um if i were to refer to what you just said adam smith said something He said individuals to act selfishly rather than try to do good for others Because it is not from the benevolence of the butcher, the brewer, and the baker that we expect our dinner, but from their regard to their own interests. And nobody but a beggar chooses to depend chiefly upon the benevolence of his fellow citizens. Of course, I can't wake up in the morning and expect someone to work, work for me, to give me food, even to be responsible. And nobody but a beggar relies on people to satisfy them. And of course, I will agree that pursuing your own self, you can, or individuals can promote the interests of the society more, more than they can with benevolence. If you give out to it, say you are not helping them. Like this um, popular um, saying, don't teach, don't give your friend fish, teach him how to fish. But I think there's a borderline. 
a, a very thin line if you talk about greed and self-interest. Greediness in the market or in maximizing profits finds a way to rationalize selfishness into social virtues. It makes um, good emerge as a byproduct of selfishness. So, if I'm greedy and I can maximize my profits, I can employ people. Okay, that's rationalizing selfishness. I can employ people to do some things. Now, I'm giving them jobs, of course, I'm giving them jobs. But you are not taking interest with those you exchange business with. Okay. And goodness in itself is a very, very difficult. Because there's a positive side and a negative side. If you look at it. And Adam Smith himself gave dignity to greed and a new sanctification to predatory impulses. Like you can pray on unsuspecting people. You can monopolize a business because you gain the more. You will gain everything. But for our greed, that greed is the driving forces of human Because uh, without it, there won't be competition. There won't. And even as it drives, as it drives human um, development, it also brings a part where it's common to capitalists. And, you know, people uh, don't like capitalism because it's like wealth distribution to a few people. And a large number of people who depend on this field for the delivery. Okay, and uh, I think broadly defined, greed and self-interest, they are both beneficial and they are reprehensible, depending on the situation in the society. I think you put it in a very good way, like um, to dwell more on the Adam Smith analogy you gave. You know, the baker, the brewer, and the butcher. I think it really expands on the idea yeah. of the kind of entrepreneurship we have now in present day. Is like it's not because I'm kind enough. That's why I bring yeah. out meat or beer or 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 cake to sell for you. It's because I'm trying to pursue a, a self interest of mine. So I I think that really like answers like like it, it brings us to some kind of conclusion that as humans we can satisfy our own self interest by satisfying the self interest of others. Uh. I don't think so. I don't Why think so? we can satisfy our self-interest, satisfy the self-interest of others at the same time. We can do it simultaneously. 
we have to choose a path. So if we are drawing a line between ethicality and profitability, um, but this is a place where economics really addresses. But if we are to draw a line, greed and self-interest are intertwined in economic theory. Now, you need to satisfy others. You have to be benevolent enough. But even satisfy yourself, selfishness has to come in. And if you want to satisfy yourself, at one point or the other, exception has to find a way to creep in. Now, although self-interest can be seen as an important foundation of human behavior, greed can be seen as a central motivation and like a behavioral guide for self-interested individuals. As humans, we can care for our fellow humans, our fellow people. So, what drives what motivates it's greed and I said earlier greed is the noblest of human motivation now greed may be subtle you may not notice it in yourself but you can say oh this person does, does he must be greedy but to satisfy ourselves and satisfy others simultaneously, I think is impossible. According to Adam Smith, we walk in our self-interest. And if we follow this, we can't simultaneously please ourselves and others at the same time. That's it. Okay. So, um, I might be cutting off in a different tangent here now, but um, you mentioned something earlier about like how greed can be a kind of motivation for us. Yeah, so, that We are motivated by greed. So, do you think if we are content that if we are not naturally greedy, that we can, that um, if we are content do you think we can improve? <laughs> uh, ever content. You know, you know, I think we'll be talking about greed in just like both in like financial and money aspect. You know, you could be greedy for life, greedy for money, greedy for love, greedy for knowledge. Yeah. So do you think we can when we are content, we can improve? Okay, let me ask you a question, a very simple question. Does anyone want to be mediocre? No, I don't think so. A rational, a rational human being wouldn't want to be. Does anyone want to be average? No. No. So, if no one wants to be mediocre, if no one wants to be average, <laughs> self-interest will just find a way even in politics. 
Nicole Machiavelli said, um, an insatiable hunger for power is unavoidable. So, if in every way, in every way, whether, um, like you said, knowledge, love, uh, every aspect, we want to find a way to win. We want to win. We want to always win. We want to always win. So if you want to always win, I don't think our ambition will discourage acquisition. Even it brings about competition. Yeah, you know, I, I because I, I was thinking about something now, and and I and I and I reasoned that if okay, if we say that greed is just like the the need for more and more and more of like mm-hmm. this um with feeling, do you think that's a fundamental problem? Because if it's not at the expense of another person, do you think that greed is? a fundamental problem because if I just want more mm-hmm. and it's not at the expense of others, then I, I don't know, but I've not reasoned it as a problem. Or someone well, to just want more. Well do you know if even if you want more, look at it closely. There's a point where you have this sense of entitlement. There's this point. Yes. Well, it, it might be subtle at the beginning because it is this sense of entitlement you have. Yeah, I, I think you put it very well. So now, now you know, in our normal human life, we okay. have people who go through stuff in a normal way. Who, who, we, have, who, we have people who like go through life pretty normal. And then we have people who are called ambitious. Now, ambitious people, they want more, more all the time, more of career, more of success, more money, more knowledge, more learning. We say they're ambitious. Now, why is one good and the other one bad? Because to me, I feel like there's no... There's no really line separating. There's no line separating them. One is just like the same thing. Why is good bad, sorry? And why is ambition good? <laughs> uh, well, it's good bad. It's really bad. Because if you look at it, it's good. Uh, <laughs> good itself. Um, as improved societies. Now, I'll give an example. Um, look at Mark Zuckerberg, for example. Facebook, when they acquired Instagram, while WhatsApp. You know the four companies that maybe we don't know of 
Now, I would say that uh, I can't say it's, uh, it's ambitious because even with everything else, it's okay. Now, why acquire those? Do you see them as competition? Or because he just wants to be superior. That's a social psychology. And recent interpretations, if treated greed as the driving forces of human well-being. Okay. And um, let me take a um, capitalist and the miser. The capitalist is a monopolist. Yeah, he wants to control. Have all the goods. And distribute it. But we look at the miser. The miser just accumulates. Accumulates, but he doesn't give up. So, Karl Marx noted this fact. Let me say fact. Say that this boundless grid after riches, this personal change after exchange value, Common to capitalist and miser. But while the miser is merely a capitalist gone mad, capitalist is a rational miser. Okay, cool. I so let me let me let, let me cut you off there real quick and then let me just ask you one very simple question. If you've ever been motivated by greed in your own life or any kind of endeavor. Yes, motivated by greed. Um, I don't think I can see anyone who has it, but I'm speaking for myself. Yes, I am. We have been really greedy. I think maybe greedy for learning. I knew that is an actual thing, mm-hmm. wanting to control so much knowledge. And um, I, I don't know how it plays out, but I, I'm pretty sure that early on in my life, um, while growing up and around primary school, I really just wanted to be the one at the top. Like it, that stuff consumed me in a very, I don't know whether it's in an advanced way, but like I don't want any other person to, to be at the top of the class, if not me. It was like a very, very, very massive competition then. I think for a very young age, you might be surprised, but like I, I don't know how it grew or how that stuff got to. I was grateful for learning and knowledge to like top what top the class and all those things. But but, but that, that itself is, is a form of greed, but I, I think it's pretty rational since though I would not call it greed now because I, I was simply acting on pure self-interest, which was not which was not um i think it's a fair game you know i'm going to diverge a little bit even wealth creation too it's a fair game because you know wealth creation is not a zero-sum game if my my being rich does not mean you getting poor so i, I think though there's a lot of competition you get and that's for business. I don't. I don't want us to get into so much of this. I know Peter Thiel talks about this a lot in his own book about um, competition in this sense and those kind of games in the economic market. But like, I don't want to diverge into that. So like, let's just talk about like um, some of the ways in which people have been irrational in their own life when it comes to self interest. Now I can mention some of it like love. For me, I feel like love is irrational because you know. It takes away this rational assumption of, you know, of pure self-interest. It, you know, it makes you act in ways that you would never have parents to child love and maybe like couples in a relationship. Like you give it part of yourself 
to someone. So that kind of situation is irrational to me because, you know, even one a Nobel Prize winner said it one time, he said, he, he, they were having this round table discussion. He said, like, the most irrational thing he did was to fall in love with his wife. So love is pretty irrational because that's why I was saying that some people go about their lives. Because, <laughs> because once that happens, it means you go about your life knowing that you are a person, but you, you now you don't act fully in your own self-interest. I, I think th- these are really clear examples. I mean, like I said before, like parents, child, or like couples in a relationship. These are like really clear examples of people acting against their own self-interest. I think it's that irrationality that love gives. So I'll I say love is like irrational. And um, I think it's a, it's a way to cancel greed. If we had more of that in our own lives and society, you will agree with me that maybe greed would be less in everything. Greed in everything. Yeah, of course, love is irrational. I think in a way, greed might also be a cause of some unhappiness in human life, you know, because it's now like a drug. Because like a drug, you you need a bigger and bigger fix. So you mm-hmm. get something you feel is not enough. So you need more and more and more. Is there a limit to what we can, or can we draw a line to greed? Is there a way where is there a way where we can um, say, okay, this is enough. You can rest now. Well, I, I don't think, as far as humans are concerned, I don't think that limit will ever be drawn. Because, I mean, for humans, more is good. More can be good. In fact, for some people, more is better. Because, because some people even believe that um, more of a good thing might not be bad. So I feel... Um, but because it, if we say we want to like draw a line, then that just depends on the individual's moral compass, and which is the because it, it then means you are trying to change something fundamental in the human nature. You yeah, can't do yeah. that. You can't do that. Maybe evolution can help us cure it, but there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, maybe like it's a billion years in evolution, mm-hmm. but I think. In two billion years, it's going to be worse. Yes, because even now and with the way the way it is, and then with the way money has been glorified, or because I'm I'm saying money here because I feel like that's like one of the most most kind of things that um people can be greedy for, with the way money has been glorified, and because you know economists don't see money as having value you know money in itself doesn't have value the value is in what the money can get you so money just has utility the value of money is in what it can get you so if we keep stacking and stacking and stacking though I, i i i i don't know i don't see anything bad in stacking if it does not affect other people but do you think it won't affect other people. No, it won't. Because like I said before, wealth creation is not a zero-sum game. Me getting richer does not mean you are getting poorer. No, um, I think some parts 
of medis and misregards because if you get a rich job, you know, some people might get poor. That's for a fact. That's for a fact. Some people might get poor. I think even as, um, not to say it, as you're creating wealth, as you're making yourself feel good, one way or the other, it's affecting others. I don't have that same belief as you, but I think we can just agree to disagree. It's good, good rationale. Because if you were to create wealth, sure, you would um, want to maximize your hours. You want to maximize the hours you employ, your employers use, or your employees use. You want to maximize your resources. You want to maximize your time, your time spent. So, in this area of maximization, there's a point to agreed. Okay, let, let me just cut you there a little bit. You know, once you say like, okay, you're talking about an organization with employees now that wants to maximize co- um, employees' input. Now, for me, I just feel it, it, it's a two-way thing. It's because everybody has input. I, as an employee, I give my time and expertise to the company. In return, I get rewarded salary or bonuses. A company as an entity in itself is trying to make profit. So it has to get the best of this expertise from people. And and it gets money and it gives money. It's creating value for someone and it's also enriching itself. So I I I don't feel like um that in itself is in any way a bad transaction. No matter how you try to see it as if though I know that there has been some um scenarios in the past where you see um employees are um, I mean companies themselves are overusing employees, but I, I, I feel that depends on the person, the employee, you know, because me I, I believe in hard work and I believe that um nothing good comes quite easy. I mean look at SpaceX. There is sometimes in the news where Elon Musk was being bastardized for creating a toxic work culture of employees putting in more hours than normal. But would, they would never have accomplished what they have if that didn't happen. I feel like the fact that we talk about things that we, we label things as toxic, that, that, if, if, you, if, if you feel it's good for you and you can manage it, then, I, I, then it's not really a bad thing in that sense. Yeah, uh, of course. I, I agree with you on that. SpaceX would never have accomplished what they did if the employees didn't put more work hours or what we call toxic work environment. But I would like to disagree here and say that the employees, it doesn't depend on them. Not everyone can we say, no, no, not everyone. So someone who has no choice, say he has a choice, and now the door staff. But of course, the hours increase the company's output. But at the same time, I think it's what you said if the, the employee can and besides, you're being paid. If you can manage it, stay. But I don't think it depends on the employee. If the employer wants it, you have to do it. Otherwise, your services are more required. And simple as that. And whichever way they want to put it, everything is fast to be self-interested. Like, yeah, that, yeah that, that's why I modeled it as like a self-interest kind of thing. Because, I mean, if, if when I don't need you anymore, 
if you don't give me what I want anymore, then then I have to drop you. I think it's that kind of that kind of framing. Yeah, I agree. And uh, even if we have disagreed on some certain point, I think we can come to the agreement that greed itself is profitable. Yeah, yeah, I can agree that um, greed itself is profitable, like to maybe to the economy. And um, because if we don't have these people who set out to be very ambitious and try to like achieve so much, then so many of what we have now we, we would not see them. And and I, I think it's it's pretty beneficial. We need more greedy people. <laughs> People set out on different parts to do more things. Yeah, it was um, a really nice conversation. This is a nice place we can the full stop there. Hey there, thank you for listening till the end. Please leave a review on whatever platforms you are listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Deezer. And also leave us five stars if you like this podcast. There's a way for people to also notice this podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go off, be greedy. Be very greedy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can also try to be greedy too. Okay. <laughs> That's an advice coming from Taiwan, not specifically me. Okay. But, um, look forward to the next episode. And until then, thank you very much. Yeah, sayonara. <laughs>